0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Side Hustles with Max. I'm your host, Max, and today I have an exciting, not exciting, but interesting story to share with you. We're gonna talk about my experience with a clinical trial. Yes, that's right, I said it, clinical trial. You might be thinking, Jesus, he's getting desperate, but no, it's a side hustle. It's a very lucrative side hustle, and depending on your perspective and its previous history with stigma around it, it really depends on how you see it. Now, if you are a true hustler, right, you wanna make money any way you can by any means, you want that little bit of extra money to pay off your student loan, to just give you a buffer for the next month, to give you some savings, to give you an emergency fund, to put into investment, to buy something, whatever it is, hey, it's just another way to make money. Now, I will. my disclaimer is, you know, it is medical research. There is a financial gain, but I'm not a health advisor, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional, I am just a hustler and I just want to make money any way I can and I want to try all of these methods and options out there to see does it work for me and will it work for you, who knows. So I guess thanks for joining, thanks for listening, Um, I guess everyone knows about me if you've been following this podcast or listened to any of my episodes, uh, I love side hustles, I love making money any way I can, I love the idea of financial freedom. I want to do all these hard side hustles so that they become essentially a good portion of financial income so that I can not worry too much about being a slave to the nine to five and I can pursue my passions and do what makes me happy and fulfilling my life. So let's talk about a side hustle and a clinical trial, right? So firstly, side hustle. Well, it's just a way to make money as quickly as we can, whether it's a hobby, a passion, or it's just something you do on the side for a bit of extra cash. And let's think about how does a clinical trial connect to all of that? Firstly, what is a clinical trial? Well, it's a type of research study conducted on humans essentially, prior to that animals, to evaluate the safety and effectiveness of medical interventions, such as new drugs, devices, therapies, medical procedures, whatever it may be. Now, I guess these trials have got to a point where they haven't been approved by, you know, like an FDA or a, a clinical governing body in your country for the masses to consume, but they've been approved to a point where you can test them on humans with human consent, right? So you bear that in mind. You know, there's a few ways to look at this. You know, you could look at these trials are essential in you know, advancing medical knowledge. It might help you in 20, 30 years time when this medicine has evolved, the one that you're trialing right now. It's gonna improve patient care. Maybe think about your loved ones or friends that this could benefit. You know, there's a greater good element, but there's also risk elements by all means. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that it's safe. I'm just saying that do your research, talk to your GP, talk to your doctor before you do any of these. That's my disclaimer. But you know what? A good way to make money and fairly lucrative money. So I guess for me, you know, I'm not overly fascinated by medical research, okay? That's, I'm just gonna be completely honest with you. Uh, this was more of a lucrative opportunity for me to make money to see if I was even eligible, if I would do it, and if I could do it. So an ad, uh, and I'll talk about my my experience. An ad came out on Facebook, the face of the book, the most, uh, you know, one of the most and largest social media platforms in the world, ironically, if you haven't heard, for, heard of it, lol and there was an advertisement for a local clinical trial where I'm based in the city I live in. And it was specifically targeting people in my age group, my physique, uh, my BMI, everything, right? So I looked at it and I was like, ah, oh, look, you usually get skim past. You know, if you asked me five, 10 years ago, I would laugh at the sense of a clinical trial. I'd be like, oh my goodness, how desperate can you get? And I'm not gonna put, you know, uh, d- potentially dangerous or foreign articles into my body if I don't know what it is, right? Um, so anyway uh, and and the clinical trial you learn so much about it when you go do your first one you learn about the screening process and how diligent they are they test your blood they do an ECG they do your height your weight they do your eyes full health check so if you want to get a free health check done go do a screening and a clinical trial because you don't even have to do the clinical trial after but you can get a full full head-to-toe health check and they'll send the results to your GP if you ask them to, so you'll get bloods done, you'll get, like I said, ECG, you do a, um, you do a lung test, I think it's called the sp- uh, Spiro Spiro uh, Breath Test. Uh, what else do they do? They do the alcohol, they do, um, I'm just thinking, sorry, I'm just remembering, it was a like, uh, two, three weeks ago now um, when I did it. Um, what else did they do? Oh yes, they do COVID obviously, but you know, the beneficial ones are ECG, so you can see if your heart's in a good place. Um, they do your bloods which is good if you can't be bothered with a blood test then do one in your screening and then do the other peripheral things of you know checking your bodies for lumps and bumps they take you test your reflexes um, just to make sure that you're in sound condition you're a good candidate for it i learned now after the screening process, I learned a lot of things. Even if you a, are a fit machine and you're incredibly healthy and you exercise every day, you're an athlete, you're a triathlete, you could still fail your screening because the parameters that they need for every single drug and what they're testing for are extremely stringent and disciplined, meaning that you know, your PR interval might be a slightly higher than what they want. They want basically for some trials the average person and if you're too fit, ironically, you're not eligible. That's the irony of it, right? I spoke to the doctors there. they told me, you know it, it, it's it's so sensitive on what they need, and it's like they need the perfect candidate because if you're too fit, you're not going to be a good testing body for them for that trial or for that drug. So it's quite interesting. So don't think if you fail the screening that're not that you're you unhealthy or something's wrong with you. It's, it's quite the opposite at times. It's, it means that you're just not average enough, unfortunately, or not plain enough. Uh, you know, if you've got too much mus too much muscle mass, or if you take supplements, even though they're natural, they don't want you because you've got supplements in your system. It's it's just crazy the stuff I learned, and I think it's really really interesting once you actually do it. But anyway, I know you what you want to hear. You want to hear how much did I make? What what did it look like? So, uh, the process began with a thorough screening, as I said, and I've just outlined all of the eligibility criteria. But it depends on you know your medical history, your current health status, and any ongoing treatments. You know they talk about your surgeries. You know, and then once you're deemed eligible, the coordinators, or the I guess the trial, um, the trial. No, I wouldn't say nurses. It's the step before that. Essentially, the trial admin coordinators. Let's call them that. They provide you with all the information about the study. A doctor sits with you. They go through for like two hours all the documentation. You won't believe how vigorous and diligent the documentation is because they have to outline the potential risks and benefits, right? They have to to understand and know that you're consenting to something that you understand. Okay, so you understand the risk, you understand what drug you're putting in your body, what's for, you understand that they're gonna be taking your bloods, you're gonna be hooked up to a calandula for two days, three weeks, a week, two weeks, however long the trial is for, They're gonna be constantly testing you throughout that time. You have to stay there, you can't leave. You have to eat their food, you have to fast. It's just all these rules and regulations, but they need it because they need to have the perfect environment to make sure that, you know, this isn't a wasted trial. So, for me, I was a night reserve, which is kind of a blessing in a a disguise, all right? Um, Blessing in disguise, because as a night reserve, so they, they have three three um, candidates. They have a day reserve, a night reserve, and then a, um, what they call is a, um, uh, what was the name, uh, someone who's dosing, like a doser, right? The day reserve, pretty obvious. You just stay there for the day and you're a backup, right? So you're a backup during the day in case someone feel, someone who's on the dosing list, they fail their final screening before dosing, and then they're no longer eligible, you're like a sub, like a sports team, like or a sports game, you're a sub, you're on the bench. Night reserve, same thing, but you go a step further, you stay the night because they need to know by the morning where they do their final ECG or screening or blood test to make sure that, that people are still eligible and then you're right there to fit into the first dosing spot that morning. So you're basically like, oh my God, it's overtime. put me in coach, I'm like the fourth man. Three on three, I'm the fourth man. So. That night reserve, and then a doser is someone who's in there for the whole trial. They they are not a reserve, they're not a backup. They got the first dosing spot, and they'll be there till the end. So that's that's how it works, right? Um, I was in night reserve twice, and I got paid three hundred and fifty dollars each night, like each both spots. So essentially, I walked away with seven hundred bucks. I only had to stay the night. Now, I will say that it, you know, pros and cons. Uh, pros: uh, one one night only, and I still got three hundred and fifty bucks. I did two nights in one week. You know, I was night reserved twice. I got 700 bucks that week. So that was cool. I got 700 bucks extra uh, pocket uh, money essentially just for staying two nights in a clinical facility. The con, oh, uncomfortable. You're in, you know, you're essentially sleeping in a hospital bed, You all you've got is curtains. You don't have your own room. It's not like a real flash clinical trial facility. Depending on where you are in the world, there might be some in North America where you get your own private room, but the thing is, you're in this massive uh, laneway of multiple beds, there's like 20, 30 people in there with you, and it's hard to sleep. You have people getting up through the night, uh, people turning their lights on, people moving around. I'm a light sleeper, so for me, it was a long night. I think I got like four hours sleep, it was horrible. That was the con for me. Um, the other pro is, you know, the food's good. Um, I, I I was happy with the food, especially, you know, if you get a trial that needs like fat testing, um like essential fats they will give you a fat fatty diet so you'll get you know you get like uh, like for example that night we got nachos and you know the next night they could give you something else real like real delicious meals and they're generally pretty healthy you get salad you get uh fruit you get like a dessert so they they do not skint out on the food with my two nights experience it was it was pretty good the other um, I guess Connor's limited food. You're not allowed to eat too much because they also, once again, they don't want it to spike your blood sugar or any of your blood. So, you know, I, I train, I exercise quite a lot. So I went up and I was like, hey, can I have seconds? Like I'm starving. I normally eat twice as portion. And like for me, I got another half a portion because the lady felt sorry for me. But otherwise, yeah, they, they, they can't, they have to portion control you, you know they have to you can 't bring any food or water in, you have to have everything there. they provide water, they provide you decaffeinated coffee because you can 't have caffeine for some of the trials it 's just yeah, and they make sure they look at your, whatever trial you 're on because sometimes there's multiple trials in the same facility going on they 'll look at your like file and they 'll be like, okay cool, you 're allowed decaffeinated coffee. this person can 't have any tea or coffee, so it 's quite interesting. So I went in at one o'clock, I went in the afternoon. um, I basically chill out. There's a lot of downtime, especially if you're not dosing. The day you're dosing, it's full on. You are on ECGs back to back all day, you're doing bloods because it's the first day you take the drug. And it might be the only day you take the drug and they monitor you for the rest of the period. So one o'clock going pretty chill the whole afternoon. I even took my laptop in and did work because I could, because it was about three, four hours of downtime. Uh, and then because I was a night reserve, I didn't have to do any night testing. I didn't have to do any morning testing. And then in the morning, they told me, they come, that I think at about 8.30 they released me because by 8.30, everyone had been dosed. If everyone had, if anyone had failed prior to 8.30, that's when I go one and I'm, I'm the last dosing spot essentially. So yeah, I um, went home at 8.30, they release you and they're like, sweet, see you later, see you next time. So that's it, 350 bucks overnight. Now, you know, it's, you have to remember it's not a breeze. You have to be able to dedicate your time. Um, the, the, I guess the only pain point, you know, one of the main pain points of the side hustle is that it's the time element, right? You have to dedicate your time. You have to be somewhere or away from home for a few days up to a week, depending what trial you do. So, you know, it's not like you're at home uh, being able to live your life. No, you're in a medical facility. You can't leave for the period or the duration of the trial. You can't leave, you can't go outside at all, right? You're, you're contained. So you have to bear in mind that's 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 something that people need to put together also if you're not comfortable with medical equipment medical um uh, the medical i'm not gonna say the medical profession but like medical processes then also it's not for you right there's a lot of blood tests there's a lot of needles there's a lot of you know, people walking around, nurses walking around, doctors consistently talking to you, asking you if you're feeling okay, et cetera, et cetera, then monitoring your heart, then monitoring your breathing. You know, if that makes you an anxious or nervous person, also not for you. So, you know, I guess, participating in this clinical trial, it really opened my eyes and allowed me to learn more about my own health, right, and the reality and be actively involved in potentially, you know, looking at these medical researches um, research outside of the clinical trial itself so you know I came home and I actually learned more about the drug that they were doing and I was like okay that's actually quite interesting you also learn about you know from a side hustle perspective okay cool quite a lucrative way to make money especially the trial that I was in night reserved for it was only I think three nights and it was like a t- two and a half three K payout right so if I did if I was selected I would only stay there I think it was three nights then you do a follow-up visit, and then you get a phone call, total of five days, and they get two and a half, three K after that. So it's very lucrative. The longer the trials, the more you get paid. Um, Also, the more um, evasive the trials, the more you get paid. So there's some gnarly trials out there. You know, there's some where you just take a pill. Great, that's the one that's the Isonite form. There's one where you take a, you inhale something in, right, a little bit gnarly, because of your lungs. And then there's some that they literally take out spinal fluid, right? So that's there's some gnarly ones out there. You get paid extremely well, but they're incredibly evasive. So, like I said, clinical trial, don't, you, you'll be surprised also when you go to these facilities, you know, you might be embarrassed. You might be like, oh, there's still too much stigma around it, like clinical trial, you know, only, I don't know, like there's a certain type of person that does those, but you'll be surprised. You know, in my two nights, I met a lot of different people it's incredibly diverse there were you know people over 40 there were like dads there were mothers there were students students are quite common because they want that extra cash they're at uni they're poor (laughs) so you know it was for me both my nights were a mix of you know there were some people over 40 there was a few students there was actually some uh, expats which is quite common as well because what they do is you know you can you're eligible if you have a visa, and a lot of these expats had visas. So I met quite a few expats in there as well, thinking, okay, well I'm on a visa, I'm not earning that much. I wouldn't mind an extra three to six k just by doing this. Um, you know, I'm traveling around the country, et cetera, et cetera. So you get a, you, you definitely get a mix, guys. Remember, it's not there's nothing to be. Hey, when it comes to money, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. That's the way I see it, man. Like at the end of the day, I've got 700 bucks. 700 bucks extra and more in my pocket than a person who's too embarrassed to do it so yeah it's i think once you've done it once it's it's super chill it's super chill that's all i'm gonna say i'm gonna end it on that note like you know today's today's episode i want you to i kind of want to break the stigma of clinical trials and also link it to the side hustle experience but yeah i I, I, to be honest it wasn't that bad i thought it was going to be a lot scarier a lot more um intimidating i thought it was going to be you know, what am I doing? Why am I here? Is it dangerous? Like, am I going to come out one missing limb? (laughs) But it's so it's super chill. And the nurses and doctors, they do a really good job making you comfortable. I'll tell you what, like at clinical trials generally, nurses and doctors are really, really good because they're in the private, it's a private sector essentially. And they're getting, I think they're getting paid more essentially. So they've got good quality professionals in there. So you've got nothing to worry about. Like I said, I'm not a professional I'm not a medical professional, um, do your research, talk to your doctor before you do it, but it is good money, and you know what, I'm going to sign up for my next one, so there you go, I hope you enjoyed this episode, it's a different side hustle, it's not a, it's not the usual side hustle you would hear about, it's not making money online, it's not starting a dropshipping store, it's not you know publishing, print on demand, it's not selling arts and crafts at your local market, it is clinical trial, that's it. Right, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Stay tuned for the next one.